As I got another rhyme, another rhythm for y'all to listen I'm never quitting on my mission, I'ma roll with what I'm giving Got some ambition, this new edition, filling positions Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing Better watch the way you going, better go in the right direction In the moment you stressing, but you gon' be counting blessings And I know that for certain, keep on working, open curtains Haters swerving, cause they ain't ready for your final version I'm never gonna give up, give up Fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Good morning. Good morning, New Haven. This is Sean Hardy from Morrill Sheridan School, city of New Haven, Connecticut. Happy Friday. We're glad to be on this wonderful Tom Ficklin Show. I'm honored that he asked me to step in and host today's topic and all of our wonderful guests that we have here this morning. I believe our Senator Gary Winfield, Dr. Jonathan Behrman, Nisha Walters, uh, Leslie Blacho. If I missed anyone, please say something. But I am so delighted to have you on our show today. Our topic today is, I see our Assistant Superintendent, Viviana Connors. Good morning, Superintendent. Our topic is headed back to school. Thank you, Mr. Jett from Troop School for Zooming in. Good to see you. So our topic today is headed back to school. Yes, it is that time when we're headed back to school to the New Haven Public School System once again. Once again, bringing you greetings from New Haven, Royal Sheridan School. And so we have some of the greatest community leaders and role models on the air this morning. And we're just gonna discuss a few things, what we would like to see this coming school year, socially and academically, what improvements we can make, uh, what we can add to the table, make sure our line of communication is up to par as always. So I'm just so hyped and excited. I just don't know what to do with myself. Radio World out there in New Haven, Connecticut. So since we have our assistant superintendent, uh, uh, Ms. Connors, what is your input? Headed back to school. Give us some of your input, mm -hmm. some of your ideas and all that good stuff. Well, first of all, happy Friday, everyone. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled. We are super excited at Central Office getting ready for the school year. We've uh, been planning all summer. Um, it's a fallacy that we have uh, 10 months and we have the summer off here. We have been working hard, getting everything ready from the school buildings, uh, mitigating all HVAC issues, uh, okay. hiring lots and lots of teachers. Um, we had onboarding for our new leaders a couple of weeks ago, and we are certainly looking forward to welcoming our new educators um, in a couple of next weeks. I believe it's next week or the week after a uh, new teacher mm -hmm. orientation. So we are certainly looking forward. We're revived. Um, even though we are still in a pandemic, we are looking forward to returning uh, live in person with uh, a lot less um uh, guidelines um, so that we can normalize uh, the days for our students and go back to back to business. You know, okay. um, we are eager to start. Nice. I like that. I'm eager to start right along with you. I'm a, still a little bit tad bit lazy, Miss Connors, but hopefully the laziness will lift. But I'm still enjoying my little time off of the breathing moment as you might say, you know, until I actually get there. So wonderful. So let's see, Dr. Berryman, what do you have to say this morning about headed back to school, Dr. Jonathan Berryman? Well, I am very much still on vacation. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I, I look at it this way. It, it, is, it is almost uh, 
going back to school is, is measured to me in the same way that we look at a baby being born or cooking something spectacular. There's a certain amount of preparation time uh, that you give. Uh, babies take time to form, right? And, yeah. and uh, food takes time to cook to a certain temperature. Uh, so that's how I feel about vacation. I'm still getting there, right? Um, uh, and looking forward to a new year, looking forward to two things. Uh, as a musician, the, the first part of the creative process is imagining, right? Imagine, inviting everybody to imagine. Uh, so going back to school does not mean going back to doing the same thing, but it's imagining what it can be now. Imagining uh, the wonder of a new year uh, for the scientific process. It really is that. I wonder. Right. So we inspire this idea of, yes, we've been through this before. We've been to school before, but this is a new year. These are new opportunities. Yes. And then in terms of leadership, uh, uh, create sharing. We want a shared vision of what can be. So as we all imagine, as we all wonder, uh, there's a sharing process that goes on in education. And the more I know, the more I know I don't know. So the excitement about going back or, or returning to school in 22, 23 really is taking an opportunity to, as a community of learners, as a community of parents and stakeholders, uh, to really imagine what can be, to, to begin to wonder, and then to share our ideas, uh, both about the things that we already tangibly know and the things that we want to know, and to look at the year through that lens. Good. And now, Dr. Behrman, what are some things you might want to see happen this year that we didn't accomplish last year, or maybe to improve or something different? Well, I think this year, we, we, now that we are in the uh, era where COVID won't kill you as readily, I, I, I think it's that sharing piece that, I, that we really want to get back to, where we can share in close proximity to each other. Where, you know, there are wonderful ideas in our 22,000 school children and now yeah. over 2,000 employees. New Haven in itself is, is, has a rich set of human capital. Uh, and the COVID pandemic kept us separate. You know, we're still in Hollywood squares here, uh, but, but uh, being able to be in person, being able to talk to colleagues, being able to invite community members and parents back into buildings, being able to have students work in groups with, uh, uh, with less trepidation of becoming fatally ill uh, is a blessing. So I'm looking forward to us really being able to share again as community. Uh, and really forge lifelong relationships that will push not only New Haven forward, but the rest of the country and the world. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm really enjoying this discussing discussion. Back to school, headed back to school, community radio broadcast, New Haven, Tom Pickman radio show. Hardy is really pumped up this morning. Senator Gary Winfield, what would you like to say? I know you got something good over there, Senator. Well, we all have something good. We got up this morning, right? But um, oh yeah, sure enough, yeah. Uh, I'm excited about school starting up. Uh, I'm also thinking about the winter, given that I do the school tour and we're staying outside. Um, but I'm excited about being able to be back in front of um, our young people, uh, motivate them. You know, we've been doing the, the school tour here in New Haven since uh, late to since the beginning of school in 2013. 
um, ongoing. You know, we started off as just doing like most folks that went off like the first day of school and we turned it into a, a monthly thing and it's now become a twice a month thing and considering going more than that, trying to figure out where that time comes from. Uh, but it, it's, it's been a really good ride. Uh, the community gets to come out and uh, recognize our young people. And it has had just deep impact, deeper than I thought it would, right? You know, sometimes they're going to school and nobody's even talked to them in the morning uh, and they get to school and there's a bunch of crazy people standing outside saying, hello, good morning. And sometimes even intervening where, where there's an issue and just being there right on time, right? So. Uh, that's been amazing for me, and I'm looking to do more of it and hopefully inspire others to do it in a, on an ongoing basis uh, the way that we do it. Uh, people are always talking about what we need, and we need a lot, right? And they talk about the money we need, but I always tell people it doesn't cost very much to show up outside those schools. You might not be able to do it every time, but once in a while you can show up. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm getting my voice ready so that I can be loud. and Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that you are very excited, Senator, and I'm excited right along with you. And I'm so ex I'm even more excited to know that you most more than likely will be visiting World Sheridan School or wherever I may be. This well, that's not even the tour. School. That's not even the tour. That's just because you're going to call. I know how to. Oh, yes. I call up. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like Senator's community. Um, um, he has that community base where he's always supporting the different schools in New Haven, Connecticut, which we need that because. Uh, you know, I bring a lot of community. I'm humble about it. I bring a lot of community role model state and on a local a local level to our school. You know, it excites the children. It also gives them an idea. Oh, my God. Even if I met a senator, I met a chief of police, I met a fire person. So I look forward to seeing you every year. I know sometimes I may be a little bit nerve wracking on the telephone, but I appreciate that you respond to all my nerve wracking calls. I appreciate you. I'm thank coming. You, you don't have to call me again. You call me once. I'm coming. Okay, good. All right, Mr. Jet. I know my friend is over there. How are you, Mr. Jet? And what are some of your ideas of headed back to school from True Middle School, Mr. Dejon Jet? Good morning. Good morning. I hope uh, Senator Winfield, you uh, come and stop by uh, Troop again. Uh, the kids were really excited this summer, so we're hoping that you'll you'll come and visit. But I'm just excited to be back in school. This has been my lifelong dream is to be a teacher and to be able to give back to the community. Um, a lot of the communities um, that the kids come from, I still have roots and connections in. Uh, and so that was part of the reason why I chose to come to New Haven. Um, I started teaching in a different district. And so to, to just every time I come into the building, um, you know, just to see the kids and see how excited they are just to see me, that to me just brings all the joy that I need. Um, and so that that's the highlight of my day. Um, you know, I enjoy summer. I do enjoy relaxing and getting a break, um, but I enjoy what I do. And so I, I'm loving the fact that we're, you know, we're 12 days away from getting back to doing what we, you know, what I, what I love to do. Um, and so that's the best part of what's to come for me. Um, and I'm just excited. We have, you know, some new leadership coming into the school. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, their new ideas, some fresh faces, um, fresh ideas. And, you know, hopefully that'll help us uh, as we go along. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I really appreciate that. I enjoyed working with you this past summer at yeah. Troop Middle School. We had a blast from the past. It was very, very nice. We appreciate all your visitors. Doing it again real soon. Yes, we yeah. appreciate your visitors and hope they continue to come to Troop. Yeah, I will make sure of that, Mr. Jet. I promise you I will do that. <laughs> all right, all right. Leslie Blackshaw, our wonderful president of the New Haven Teachers Union. How are you today, my friend? 
I'm good. Thank you, Mr. Hardy. It's so good to be here with everybody. Um, and I appreciate uh, what Assistant Superintendent Connor said that we work in the summer um, because I know we have summer school people working. I know people enjoy vacation, but I will also say uh, yeah. that the union has been working hard this summer. Um, and I'll look back and I'll look ahead. Um, so a group of delegates from the New Haven Federation of Teachers uh, was lucky enough to attend the national convention up in Boston this year and talk about a inspiring uh, five days of speakers, of networking, of organizing. And some of the main takeaways of that convention were the labor movement is alive and well. And there are, you know, union members on this call, uh, former union members on this call. And I think it's, it's something that I really want us collectively to commit to bringing into our classrooms and sharing with our families that the labor movement and the significance of the labor movement is key for strengthening and supporting the American middle class, um, which is something that everyone should have access to a job with a living wage, to good benefits. And the fact that at our convention, American Federation of Teachers, that includes healthcare professionals and uh, university professionals, um, the new president of the Amazon Labor Union, Chris Smalls, uh, was one of the speakers at our convention. And he reminded us that the strength of the labor movement is gonna impact the lives of our students and families. And that was uplifting to hear. Uh, not to mention our union is really pushing on voter turnout as always. Um, and we hear year after year, it's the election that, that's gonna matter the most. Um, but in states like Florida, in states like Texas, uh, where their battles are, I gotta say, are much more intense in some respects than ours, um, people showing up to vote in, in all spaces is going to be really crucial to us making sure that we can protect our public schools, that we can protect the lives of our students who attend public schools, protect good paying jobs for people, and just continue to fight for the progressive issues that I know people on this call really care about. So that convention was uplifting. Um, and one more plug from the convention. Um, and I want to make sure that every listener knows about this program the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. So, so many professionals um, to become the people that we are today, to get the credentials that we needed, to be in the jobs that we're in, we had to take out loans. Our government is working to help us get loan forgiveness, but we have to take advantage of it. And it means doing some tedious paperwork it means following up with HR and making sure that they file the papers that we need them to file. But through our union, so if you're an AFT member, you can access an app called Summer. Um, just Google AFT Summer, and they will take you through step-by-step step the paperwork. I just was talking to a colleague, $47,000 of loans forgiven. This is life-changing people, but we have to get it done by October 31st. That is when the program ends. So please, if you know people, and this isn't just teachers, this is people working in public service, healthcare providers, um, people working in some nonprofits. And, and this, here's the problem with bureaucracy. Bureaucracy can help us because these programs exist that we can take advantage of, but bureaucracy can be really alienating and, and hard to navigate so people don't even bother. But if, if, if you had to do something that you were gonna get $47,000 for doing it, you would do it. So please, I implore folks, let your networks know um, that this is something that the national government under the Biden administration is pushing. Um, and we want to make sure our members are getting that money because that's that's essentially increasing your paycheck. Um, and it's not direct, 
But we, we got to get creative about how we can increase our paycheck. Um, and that's one of the ways by taking advantage of the public service loan forgiveness program. Um, so that was that was all the, the fun at the convention. August is busy. Um, we are getting ready for contract negotiations at NHFT, and we are thrilled to be fighting for the schools that we know our students deserve. Um, this is something that's important to teachers. We love our students. We are dedicated to our students and our families, and we believe that contract negotiations is a great time to center the needs of our students and families because our working conditions are our students' learning conditions. So these things go hand in hand, and we're really excited about the potential of contract negotiations coming up in the coming weeks. Um, and then lastly, um, I've been working closely um, with Gemma Joseph Lumpkin's office, uh, the Youth Community and Family Engagement Office downtown, and we are organizing a back-to-school rally for Thursday, August 18th that is going to be phenomenal. I mean, her team brings together so many community organizations, and I'm proud NHFT is involved this year through a grant from the American Federation of Teachers. We are going to have 10,000 books to distribute to children and families. So building off of what already Dr. Tracy has invested in, um, giving books away to teachers, to students, to families. We believe in that. We stand with the district with that. And we got our union at a national level to deliver these books. I literally just got a text. They 10,000 books just got delivered to the field house like at 1030. So we're going to be unpacking them and organizing them next week. If you want to volunteer, I'm going to drop my email in the chat. Maybe Harry can get it out to people. We're going to need some help unpacking these books. And then Thursday at three o'clock at Bowen Field, come through. Every child will get to take home three books. We're going to have some extra set aside for teachers to put in their libraries. So, you know, we believe that joy is central to a, a, a positive back to school. Um, and our, our union is really going to try to hype up that joy um, because we need it. We have all been through so much. And now is really the time for us to say, here's a chance for us to be back in person, imagining the possibilities like Dr. Berriman said. So um, let's do it. Uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm not saying that to, to pretend like there aren't going to be challenges. There will be challenges, um, but we're going to be here to support folks through that and, and try to remember that um, our children deserve joyful learning spaces. Um, and with that said, my daughter, who's about to be a second grader in New Haven Public Schools, keeps saying, is it is it two weeks yet? Is it two weeks yet? So like Mr. Jet is uh, counting down, um, Francine is counting down. Um, Hill Central is a joyful place. Miss Connor knows um, it's a joyful place and she's so excited to go back. Um, so thanks, Mr. Hardy, for bringing us together, because I think this is part of the part of the opportunity to build that joy. Well, I love building joy, being a part of building joy. And I'm so glad once again to have everybody on this wonderful uh, radio station, community radio station, 103.5 FM, Mr. Tom Ficklin, uh, morning radio show. It's an honor to step in and, and be a host. And I thank him for the opportunity. And thank you, Leslie, for all that wonderful information concerning the back to school rally on the 18th, three o'clock. Parents get out there, students get out there, get your book. Let's get it popping early. Yes, we are headed back to school. Is my friend Nija Waters still online? Our wonderful parent and parent activist, Nija Waters in the house. Hello, Ms. Nija. Nija. <laughs> Nija. <Okay. laughs> Ife, it's fine. Okay. How are, <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you, dear? I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. 
And um, listen, I'm what is your energy. feedback? Of, what is your feedback of uh, headed back to school? You know, more involvement, parent involvement, community involvement, being on the same page, so you know everybody can have a broad uh, understanding. Um. Well, first of all, I I can speak for many parents. Um, uh, we can't wait till you all get back into the building so we can send our children back off to you. <laughs> um, I've always, I've always been one of those parents that goes to the school. Thank you for coming back. You know, now it's, now he's your problem. Right. Um, but um, I think for me, um, it's going to be very interesting this year because um, um, from three years now, my son will be going back into um, the schools uh, this coming um, uh, fall, he has been pushing. He's he was out on um, medical homebound, um, so he's been fighting his way back through the doors. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So um, you know, I believe everything is going to be okay. We're going to start him off like probably with half a days before we can actually get him back into you know full time. Um, so for me, I think, um, and again, um, I probably can speak for some, but not all. Um, but I think, I think the biggest uh, thing that I'm looking forward to is organization, you know, just making sure that, you know, policies are updated, uh, making sure that when we go through orientations and forms are filled out, that they're getting to the right place, you know like information is being updated as they should. Um, if anything it, it pertaining to medical issues that, you know, they're getting to the right people. Um, you know, just making sure that everyone, you know, everyone has their expectations. Um, and then we're communicating what those expectations are. And then we all are implementing, implementing them so that we can, you know, begin to, you know, have some type of unity. Right. You know, we need to be uniformed. Um, it shouldn't be like one parent, you know, saying that they school do something and the other school, you know, doesn't, you know, the rules should apply across the board, you know, um, you know, and, and of course, there's magnet schools. So that means they, you know, they their specialties are in different things. But when it comes down to overall policies and procedures, they all should look alike. And, you know, and, you know, communication should be should be great, you know. So I think if we can do that, um, it would be, you know, something great for parents, you know, to look forward to, you know, not just, you know, hey, you know, like we got all these, you know, new people in places and, uh, you know, like we have all these rules for teachers, but it, it just should be also parents, like parents need to know what are you expecting from parents? You know, how do we get involved? How do we stay involved? How do we collaborate? You know, what all of what does all of that look like different from previous years to now? Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's needed. Uh, nothing like a better understanding of overall understanding. So we know exactly what time it is. How do we go? How do we do this? How do we do that? And where do we go from here? I appreciate your input as always. I would like to see, I know I have it in my school, but I don't, I try to be selfish about it. I was talking to Mr. Jen about that over the summer. So I made him some promises that I'm going to have to try to keep at least 99 to 100% of, you know what I'm saying? So I like when the community comes to our school and get involved, you know, encourage our kids to behave, encourage them to do good, read, focus, 
um, in the community as well as in the school. So I'm saying to myself, how can we be better at that? Superintendent Connors, what, do you, what is your opinion on that? How to better collaborate with the community and get them more involved with the schools? Well, I think as we, thank you uh, for the question. I think as we uh, uh, re-enter um, uh, the, yeah. this new school year, uh, okay. Building those relate or rebuilding, I would say those relationships, you know, now that schools are open and we're welcoming uh, communities back in, it'll be much easier to do that. Um, it was always challenging to engage the community through Zoom. Um, it's just not the same. Not that this is not a good forum, I'm not knocking it, but it is more efficient when we're in person and we have that personal um, connection. Um, I know that, like Leslie said, um, Gemma's office has been planning many, many activities for the rest of the school year, uh, taking advantage of Title I funds and bringing not just parents, but community members and community partners into play. Uh, we have got a very robust plan to, to re-engage community partners and, and other stakeholders in our communities. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to starting fresh after somewhat a rocky two years. Um, you know, I think this is a, a milestone for us to start kind of like a clean slate and re-enter it. So um, I think this is a, a great year for us. Um, we're really excited about the opportunities. I'm glad I'm excited right along with you. <laughs> I am. Believe Hardy, Mr. Hardy is excited. Thank you so very much. And I'm just so delighted that all of our wonderful guests uh, appear this morning on this wonderful New Haven, Connecticut, or State of Connecticut radio morning show, Tom Ficklin. Now, I would like to know, Dr. Berryman, what are some of your ideas that you may think that we can do to improve our children's reading scores, uh, their social um, skills, and their academic skills? What are some of the things we might can do to enhance that this school, this school year? Well, interestingly enough, I was having a conversation uh, earlier this week about reading being community-based. That, uh, you know, I, that reading, when I was growing up, reading aloud as a class, um, having people read to you um, was normal. Reading aloud as a class was normal. Uh, you know, we had reading groups as well, the teaching of phonics. I, and, and so as I thought about it, I said, you know, reading was a community event. It was not just a, a personal thing. So in my mind, as I imagine, I'm imagining how do we create reading as, as a community, as something that the whole community does. Uh, so when I saw my parents read, when I went to church and people had to read out loud, uh, we, we you know, read from the hymnals, um, uh, we had to read corporately and had to be in sync with each other, even in the classroom. There were just some things that I think worked and, and, and we, we know they worked, but, yes. but in, in addition to their being pedagogically good, they were it, the foundation of it for me, as I thought of reflected on it was it normalized reading. Uh, and I, I think that as the whole community not only expected you to read, but modeled reading and embraced reading. Um, uh, you know, we had tangible things. Read that paper, read me this article, read the do, 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 do. So it was everywhere we went. So how do we embrace reading as not just fundamental, but as part of what we do socially, as part of how we share? You know, so I'm imagining that 
and and how do we go about creating that atmosphere again, where where we are, uh, where where we have shared reading? So that's one of the things that I'm thinking about, and and what that looks like now in in our schools, in the school building and outside of the school building. Wonderful. Thank you for that feedback and that. Um... Your um, statements were excellent and, and connects with how it should be now, with, you know, trying to build up reading, trying to make, trying to improve the reading scores or just being a better reader, period, as I, you know, as I see, you know, uh, we deal with scores, you know, but, you know, I'm just a couple, I was born just a couple of years ago, I was born a couple of years ago, and so, you know, not long ago, but the little time frame I had, you know, when I was in school reading, it was a community thing. We got people involved and it was something different. You learned, you had to do the, the vocabulary, had to know the phonics, sentence, phrases, verbs, adjectives, right, cursive writing. I don't even want to get into. That was like a mandatory thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't get that paper done. It's a problem. You know, so we really need some of, some of the old landmark uh, values, I think we need to bring them to 2022 and mix it with the new and see what kind of ingredient, see, see how that tastes on the plate. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see about it. And so, Mr. Jet, since you are a profound mathematician, what are some of your expertise about improving the math scores and, you know, trying to help the children do better with the mathematical world? I'm not really related to that world. I got through that world. <laughs> so, so you, you as a mathematician, why don't you tell us a little of your secrets? Um, I think the a, a big problem, um, which I, I kind of witnessed last year, um, a big problem is throughout the year, we meet the students where they are um, as far as the instruction or the, the curriculum that we use. So we meet them throughout the, you know, our day-to-day -day classes. We're meeting them where they are. And then they're tasked with taking a standardized test on a grade level that they're not really focused on or have not been working on all year. And so I think that's the bigger, the bigger issue um, where they want us or where we are doing the work, teachers in the classrooms are meeting the students where they are. So if you, if I'm teaching sixth grade and I have students at a third or fourth grade level in math, we're meeting them there, we're teaching them the foundations, the basics, um, but then they're getting a standardized test based on sixth grade work which they have not been working on. And so I think that's the bigger, the bigger problem. And so what I've, what I've tried to do, um, at least just last year, um, I've tried to, to kind of take, take the skills that they should know um, and, and kind of make them see it at that, that basic level. So if, if it's a sixth grade standard that we should be working on, trying to tie that into a standard that they're currently working on and, and kind of build that background knowledge, build that resource so they can at least have a better shot at understanding what's being asked of them. But I think that's a big, big issue where, you know, teachers are meeting the kids where they are, um, which is not all the time at grade level, but then they're testing them at grade level. Um, and it's not, you know, to the fault of the district, that's more of like a state thing. Um, but, you know, you know, that's the biggest struggle. And so then kids are, are now, you know, the confidence that we built up all year, it's now lost in, the, in a matter of five minutes because now they felt like they've been doing well all year. And then we get a test and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm done, you know? And so we continue throughout the year, even in my, my school did a lot of, um, especially in my team, we did a lot of building the kids up and just, you know, allowing them to see where that that current standard or that current skill is going to take them in the progression and how it works. And a lot of kids were able to use that um, to their advantage. Um, but, you know, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, but I think that's that's where the biggest kind of like, you know, issue is right now or challenge, I'd say. 
Thank you, Mr. Jeff, for your input. I really, really um, appreciate that. Awesome, as always. Thank you once again. Senator Gary Winfield, what can we do to improve our community, get more of our community involved with the New Haven public school system? I know we have a lot of uh, people who are with us. What can we do to, you know, you know, maybe you and I, Mr. Jack and Dr. Barry could work on bringing the governor or the president uh, here this school year. So how can we go about doing these things and these challenges? What can we do to better improve the community to come on into New Haven? What's your idea on that? I, I got to get the president? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You bet>. uh <-huh. laughs> wow. Uh, well, one, I think uh, it has to be clear to the community that um, they're welcomed in, right? Uh, that, that is a first step that uh, while I think some people think that's what the community should know, it's not always always true out in the community. Um, but there, there are people who are doing work, right? Like uh, I'm doing the school tour, right? That's been going on for nine years. We want to make sure that people know about that. And by the way, just since I'm talking, uh, you can find us on Facebook, right? You look the um, the Because You Matter school tour. Uh, you can find there's a calendar of where we're going to be during the school year and when, at what time we're going to be there. Uh, so you can you can join up uh, that way. Uh, I, I think when you were talking to, to uh, Dr. Berryman, I think the, the reading uh, part is important because um, even before I started doing the reading, like the serial reading that I do uh, in the schools uh, as a senator, I was doing it as a community member, right? And so we've got to help people understand that you can do that too. Uh, and so I think the, 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 the school system has to uh, figure out how they get the word out to folks uh, that you are not excluded from our schools, right? You might go to the door and not be able to automatically open it, but you can get into the school. Um, and, you know, then people like myself and you, uh, Mr. Hardy, who have big platforms, we put that out. Um, but, you know, the community certainly belongs in our schools, right? It could, clearly, if we, if we tell the kids school is important, one way to make sure that they understand that is that we actually show up. Uh, if, if we're just saying it's important and we're not showing up, then maybe we're sending them a mixed message, even if we don't intend to. Thank you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And once again, I always um, enjoy you and your reading and all the wonderful things that you do um, for the New Haven Public School System. And I hope one of those tours is uh, visiting my school or in the fall or however it may go down okay well you you can you can go to the list uh okay on, on, uh facebook the calendar on facebook and if you're not on there listen uh i you know i expanded to two times a month right i am not yeah. opposed to expanding this beyond that so if you're not on there and you want us to come you should get just send us a message on facebook and i will see it and we'll figure out how to get you in yes thank you we are live this morning community radio broadcast Tom Ficklin, 103.5, headed back to school. We hope everyone is listening, taking notes how to make our district a better district socially and academically. And as you can hear and as you can see, we have some phenomenal leaders, role models online this morning from the New Haven community. And I'm so proud that all of you were able to tap in. Assistant Superintendent Connor is my dear, dear longtime friend. What can we do as a district, as parents, to um, guide our children um, and to, you know, behavior and making sure our grades are up to par and all that good stuff? What are some more techniques we can use to make sure our kids are successful? Thank you. Uh, well, first of all, you can help us ensure that they come to school. 
We cannot educate empty seats. And so, you know, that would be the first step. And that is uh, all hands on deck. It is a very heavy lift. Um, we have struggled with uh, attendance and we have created a, a, a full year strategy to hopefully re-engage students that have um, struggled. At the early grades, you know, helping us break the barriers that it's not a student problem, that's an adult problem. And, you know, we, we know that adults have different struggles in, in getting and ensuring our little ones to get to school. At the middle to high school level, it's a little more complicated because there's two factors of putting in. So helping us incentivize students to come to school, you know, making it fun, making it attractive again. School should be fun. I, I remember, you know, when I was uh, growing up and, and attending Cross, um, it was a, a very, a huge place for me when I, when I attended there. But I remember I had some, you know, adults there that always uh, made it the next step and, and, and had that personal touch that made me come back. It didn't become that big of a place once you had those adults. Um, I love what, uh, you know, uh, Gary Winfield is doing, uh, connecting with schools twice a week. Those are the, the type of strategies that we need for students to make connections, not just with their classroom teacher, but with other caring adults. Um, and so uh, that's the biggest part, ensuring that our students come to school. We are working with teachers and the new curriculum supervisors to reinvigorate curriculum and make it fun and make it enticing. So that, you know, we did hire this year two new uh, supervisors because our, our other ones retired and with the new appointment of Miss uh, Keisha Red Hannons as the new assistant superintendent for curriculum and instruction, we look forward to new strategies, new invigorating and fun strategies to once you help us get the students there, keep their interest, right? Um, and so that that would be, I think, our, our biggest uh, a lift is we can't educate empty seats. So we need to get our, our, our kids to come to school and, and join us for the fun. Thank you. I agree with you 100%. I like that. Thank you so much for your input. Ms. Blackshaw, Ms. Leslie, what can we do with the other unions to get them more involved? Because we have a lot of stakeholders in the New Haven public school system. Besides the certified teachers, you have the librarians, you have the security officers, you have, you have the wonderful assistants, you have in-school suspension, truancy, dean of students, all that, all that in one pot. So what can we do to make them feel appreciated as well? Because everybody is somebody and everybody is important. What are some of your ideas about that? That's such a good question. I think it's really important that we recognize how many people are involved in the day-to-day -day operations of New Haven Public Schools. I mean, when we think about it, yeah, we think about teachers because those are the people who our students show up to and meet every day. But no teacher, no first grade teacher, no second grade teacher, no special education teacher is able to do their work without the trusted para that is in the room with them. And it is so necessary for us to hold up the work of our paraprofessionals, Mr. Hardy, um, and others, because they, they get to know students on a, on a more personal level. They get to support in ways that sometimes classroom teachers aren't able to do. So I think, one, we have to recognize the work that is being done by folks who aren't in NHFT, but are in so many of the other unions who are helping make our schools operate. So our paraprofessionals are supporting the needs of our youngest learners and our most vulnerable learners. 
Our custodians are keeping our buildings clean and are working hard to make sure, as Ms. Connor said, that our HVAC systems are updated and that our spaces are places where people can be healthy. Because health, as Ms. Uh, Ife will say, health is a newfound concern for so many of our students and families. Um, Ife has been leading the charge on making sure that our schools are safe for our students. So we have to recognize the work of our custodians there, our food service workers, who are making sure that our students are getting fed because you can't you can't educate an empty seat, but you can't educate a hungry child. Um, so to make sure that our students get the food that they need for breakfast, for lunch, for snack and supper as needed in some of our schools, these are, this is crucially important work. And all I'm a social studies teacher, so I look through I look through a lens of social studies in even just in my chatting on a radio show. All labor has dignity. And we need to respect and honor and compensate all of the workers who are working mm -hmm. in New Haven Public Schools and make sure that everyone has a living wage. Because let's be real, many of the food service workers, of the paraprofessionals, they're New Haven residents whose children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews are New Haven Public School students. So investing in those workers is investing in New Haven families and making sure that we are caring for the community. And you know, this union leadership of NHFT is proud to stand in solidarity with our other union workers and other union leaders. Um, and I hope that people recognize that. Hycliss and I work closely together and I'm excited to get to know uh, more union leaders in the months to come to make sure that, that we can, again, it comes back to fighting for those schools that our students, families deserve. And it takes all of us um, to do it. And let me add too, um, the administrators union as well. Um, because at the end of the day, the principals are the ones who the buck stops there. Um, they're the ones who are there late nights supporting teachers um, and making sure that the culture and climate in buildings is thriving. I mean, Mr. Jett will speak to how crucially important a strong principal is, a compassionate principal who cares about teachers. Uh, I mean, Mr. Jett can, can speak about how much that makes a school be a place where teachers want to be. And then if you have a school that's a place where teachers want to be, you can guarantee that students will want to be there too. So it really operates from that leadership lens and, and principles are crucially important at creating places where, where people feel that sense of connection and feel like I want to show up to work every day and I'm going to model what that looks like and feels like for my students so they show up to do their jobs too. Yes, you're right. That is very important. Can feel appreciated, you know. You know, you do what you do to the best of your ability, but you have a lot of stakeholders, and everybody plays an important role. Somebody may do something greater uh, than the other that may not be able to do it, and so it is nice to be appreciated. And it's not, you know, um, it's just totally uh, nice to be appreciated, and um, you know that helps you get through the day and it helps you get through the school year. You know. Little love and compassion, kindness don't hurt nobody. That's how I look at it. And so I know we're going to be closing out very soon. And once again, this is the Tom Ficklin morning radio show headed back to school. And this is what we're doing. Don't forget about the citywide back to school rally on August 18th at the Hill House Field, Field House, three o'clock. Please, parents, please, man, please, sir, community, please try to stop by. Say hello, get a book, introduce yourself, see, see who 
is who and what is going on in the community and what will be going on in the community by the grace of God. Also, Mr. J and I and Dr. Berryman um, and Jack Steakhouse were hosting a back to school social gathering for the staff, for the educators, for teachers, for whomever else on Friday, September 2nd, 2022, 4 to 6.30 downtown Jack. Educators stop on by, say hello and have a Pepsi Cola and a rib or a beef tip or do something, calamari. So come on by and let's have a good time and enjoy one another. Uh, I like fellowshipping with people just to see what's going on, what's going on in your life, how you're doing. It's me and Mr. Jack talked about this and Dr. Berryman all the time. It's about fellowshipping. Seeing how everybody is feeling, uh, that's down to Friday. We would have made school a week, so see what you can do. Uh, we're going to be closing out shortly, but Miss Nietzsche, I hope I didn't pronounce your name wrong again. I love you so very much. What are some of your ideas about two or three minutes, how we can get more parent involvement to make sure that our buildings run very smoothly this coming school year? Well, I like what, um, I'm sorry, the, the principal, math. Um, I didn't catch his name. I'm sorry. Mr. Jack? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like what he said about when he was talking about um, meeting children where they're at, right? You should meet parents where they're at. You know, there, there are many parents and they're on different levels. You know, you have some with language barriers. You know, you have some that may not have, um, you know, a higher education than others. You may have some that may understand more than, you know, others. Um, so meeting parents where they at, you know, like, you know, how can it get to this? If they can't get to school, how do you get to them? Um, one of the things I know in the past, a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, yes, you guys have a job from, you know, I'm just throwing it out there, say nine to five. So everything that you do are within that nine to five. But what you have to understand is, you have parents who also have jobs from nine to five. So it's like, who takes that extra step to say, okay, you know what? I know these, these set of parents can't come um, until after five. So meeting those parents after five, or you have parents who work the night shift, you know, from 11 to seven, right? So they can't do any of that because they're tired or what, you know, um, but being able to say, okay, uh, Let's have something doing school, like around nine o'clock or 10 o'clock meeting parents. It's like what you want from someone, you have to be able to give them. You have to, you can't expect something from someone that you can't expect from yourself. And I think if we look at that as, you know, parents are just as important because think about it. If the parents decide to take their children out of school, nobody inside the system will have a job. So it's very important that as stakeholders that we respect them for who they are, you know, making sure they understand how important it is or finding out, you know, going the extra mile and say, okay, is there anything that you need that will help you be more involved? Is it something that you don't understand? Because a lot of times the professional speaks jargon that parents don't have any, any idea what you're talking about. So it's easy to just say, mm -hmm, yes, okay. And then they walk away and not really being okay, not really understanding. So if we invest more in our parents as we do everyone else, you know, we, we will probably have a better collaboration. 
Thank you. You're right. You are 100% correct. Thank you for your input. I know Ms. Connors uh, has so many things to do today, as others, I'm sure. So I know she wants to say something before she closes, before we close out, before she has to um, leave. Uh, Ms. Connors, thank you so much, Assistant Superintendent. And I also look forward to uh, traveling with you to Puerto Rico this winter. So I'm ready. <laughs> Hey, I'm already ready. I'm already ready for the new position, and I'm ready to travel. Amen. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I really appreciate the last speaker's words. Um, You are absolutely right. We have to meet parents where they are. They are a key partner in what we do. Um, I know this year many of the schools, if not all of the schools, are offering parent engagement activities, not just during the school day, but they're making it an effort to um, um, offer them multiple uh, different times so that we engage those working parents that um, conflict. Um, principals and, and assistant principals uh, don't just work school hours. They are tirelessly working even at nights um, and weekends. Uh, so we are conscientious of uh, the conflicting times with school hours and we want to uh, really make it uh an opportunity for all to join. So I really, truly appreciate what you just said. And it is absolutely true. And I am 110% in agreement with uh, all your words. Um, I do want to say thank you for allowing me the opportunity to join you today mm. and engage in this conversation. Uh, once again, I look forward to welcoming all our new educators, our new teachers, our new assistant principals and principals. We are all eager to start um, as always. And um, if there's anything I can ever do, whether it's stopping by a school or joining one of your events, uh, please make sure you just reach out to me. And I always make every effort to attend. I don't know about the happy hour, Mr. Hardy. I may have a commitment. But, All right, um, now. <laughs> any, and I want to be transparent. But anything else um, aside from that, I am there to support um, the process, the support our kids, and we are striving to make New Haven not a better place, but the best place, um, because we are striving for excellence. So thank, thank you. you, and I do have to log off, but I appreciate everybody's hard work and looking forward to partnering this year as always. Thank you, Ms. Connors. I appreciate you as always. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, so listen, we are live from the Community Radio Morning Show. Tom Ficklin, what an exciting morning it has been. I am honored that you thought enough of little old Sean Hardy to host. And as always, I always say to God be the glory. I'm excited to have my friends, all of you on my on Tom Ficklin shows, not my show. I just stepped in to do a little bit of hosting. My BFF, Dr. Behrman, my new BFF. Professor Dejan Jett, uh, Leslie Blackhall, Ms. Nisha, the super assistant superintendent, Hardy, I was hearing that name, I should be shaming myself. Hardy is excited. And so, Mr. Jett and Dr. Berryman, how do you feel if we collaborate um, this school year, if we're not too busy on working on a collaboration of schools coming together and working on a project? Uh, Professor Jett, I know you had mentioned this summer that we might have to do a few things together. I would try. I'm not going to leave you out. What is your thoughts on that? And also, Dr. Behrman, if you're not somewhere in Europe playing or administrative over there, you know what I'm saying? Well, hopefully this will be the year where we where schools can do more things together uh, as we open up. Uh, you know, New Haven is a system. 
Yes. Uh, many of us know people across the district and, and the, uh, the more we can build community from K-12 and across schools, the better. Uh, but I do wanna uh, put in a plug for some more money from Senator Winfield. Uh, research and development is costly. Uh, and as uh, Ife talked about being able to differentiate uh, what we do for parents, what we do for children, what we do uh, for uh, a system of 22,000 phenomenal school children and more than 2,000 employees. We know that districts, urban districts have been underfunded for a long time. So please continue on your fight to convince the rest of the state uh, that uh, whatever flat the Flat funding of educational cost sharing has got to stop. We need way more than what we're getting uh, to support everybody's well-being. Thank you. Nothing like more money. Money coming. It sure is a certain. Hey, it certainly is a help. Yes, yes, yes. Mr. Jet, your input before we close out on our collaboration, working on projects together. What do you think about that, Jet? I'm always open, you know, like I told you this summer, I'm always open to collaborate with anyone. I invite anyone into my classroom, um, into our school. I'm like uh, Leslie was saying, I'm fortunate to have an amazing principal, Mr. Foreman over at Troop, uh, who supports, truly supports um, and advocates for his staff on uh, the entire building um, and treats all of us, you know, with, with the respect that we're due. Um, so I'm open to anything, you know, come on down to Troop. Mr. Foreman says the door is always open. So we're open. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that, that wonderful invitation to come down to true school. My Lord, my Lord. I like that. Thank you for the love. I have enjoyed being in the, being the host um, for Tom Ficklin Radio Show. One love to all of you. Hope to see you soon. We're headed back to school. Listen, I'm never quitting on my mission. I'm going to roll with what I'm giving. Got some ambition. This new tradition, filling positions. Looking at the void in myself and feeling what's missing. Better watch the way you're going. Better go in the right direction. In the moment, you stressing, but you're going to be counting blessings. And I know that for certain. Keep on working. Open curtains. Haters swerving because they ain't ready for your final version. I'm never going to give up, give up. Fall down. I just got to get up, get up. Hey.